Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Building transgenerational organizations. I was talking to somebody from a a huge multinational organization today. And she said, the challenge we are having is that our competitors are smaller, faster, and more responsive. I said, I know the feeling. Beautiful organization has been there for several years. It is multinational, but by the time a brand new idea travels from the person who brought the idea to the manager, to the original, the, the director, to the, to the, all the way to the top, the small company has moved, implemented it, executed it, profited from it, and the idea is traveling through the bureaucracy. They call it 3D dinosaurs. We just sometimes cannot respond to opportunity. We are too big and too unresponsive. Even when clients complain, we say, listen, we are the we. But you will be impressed and, of course, not surprised to find out that in a smaller entity, the CEO can put his or her mobile phone number at the reception and say, if you don't like our service, call me personally. So they naturally will hold on to the clients. They will respond better. Listen, you say, you want to cash pick up on Sunday, we will pick it up on Sunday. <laughs> if you want us to follow you to this place, we will follow you. A big organization will say, our rules and our regulations. So we sometimes fail to respond to opportunity. Number three is the diapers mentality. Now, if at the peak of my presentation, a 40-year-old man walked in with a very serious look, wearing pampas, and came to sit next to you, what would happen? Who would you call? The police or the mental hospital? Sometimes we grow our organizations in age, but we don't grow them in systems and structures. We are now five years old, and we still walk into your company and at the front desk, the Receptionist is chewing a bone and cutting and coming and say, hey. And the painful thing, the CEO can be around and see absolutely nothing wrong with the behavior of the person. The person can take a phone and insult the client and the CEO sees nothing wrong. It happens. You go to visit the CEO and the person is eating at the front desk. Okay, you'll be with you shortly. She'll be with you shortly. And he's still eating. So you expect that when the person you're going to see comes, you say, you can't do this here. Oh, I go say, how are you? Okay. And the person goes over to you and takes you in. And you are going in. You have a shock. But the person sees nothing wrong. That's a diapers mentality. Company has grown in age, but not in systems, structures, and the corporate mentality. The fourth one is a weak bench. It's called a one-man show. Companies that have one person who controls some core functions in the organization and nobody is being groomed to help, support, assist, understudy, learn from that person is dangerous. That person could literally blackmail you, white mail you, violet mail you. So the day that person is in a bad mood, they decide they won't work and the company grinds to a halt. And people like that are very territorial. You bring a new person to learn and they say they won't show you... <laughs> They will show the person the formula. They will keep it to themselves. No, don't 
put yourself in a position where one person can make or break your organization. It's too dangerous. Don't do it. Number five, loss of focus. So beyond some point, now we are more concerned about how other people see us than the real results. In our part of the world, particularly in Ghana, if I may say so, we sometimes tend to see this quite a bit. You talk to business leaders and you are making a decision, you know it will hurt your company, but it will make you look good. It's not supported by your balance sheet. You can't afford it. It is The timing is not right. But somehow, sentimental reasons, it will be nice to have it. So we are more concerned about keeping up appearances. The business models keep shifting every time. We are in a very volatile global economy. Sometimes the things that you used to do, you see how America has literally unbundled this economy and shipped off half the economy to China shamelessly. In our part of the world, sometimes there is a need to redesign your business model, some things you used to do, cut them off, hive them off, close down some departments, remodel your organization. But we are more concerned with what people will think, how it would look like, than the reality of what is required to stay afloat. When we begin to keep our appearances, we are living, but we are dead. The sixth one is probably one of the biggest threats that faced the early companies I was describing earlier in my presentation, many of them died because very successful business leaders could not deal with the issue of succession as relates to the appointment of a successor and how to manage a family that all has interests in the business. Now let me establish one critical point here. Ownership is not the same as management. And in some situations, brutally honest, the solution is to let the family own the business but not manage it. You sometimes have children who have absolutely no interest in the, in the entity or the company or the organization. But they can own all the shares but not manage it and have professionals, people who understand the business because it's competitive every day. So, hey, Solomon inherits a beautiful country from his father, David, he grows it to the next level and assumes that it means that his son also can do the same. He has a very interesting son called Rehoboam who doesn't think far. So Rehoboam gets a chance to become king and the first challenge he faces is that the whole country comes to him and says, listen, when your father was a king, he was building, so taxes were high and it was tough on us. So now that you have come, please make things a little sweet for us by reducing taxes, make us comfortable, and we will serve you all our lives. And it was a simple request. And he had two options. He first spoke to the elderly council of advisors who worked with his father. And they said, great idea. Make things cool for them. Make them comfortable with you. As time goes on, listen, give them more work to do, they will do it. They will respond to you as they become more comfortable. When he finished asking the elderly for advice, he swung to the younger guys, you, you guys who work with their trousers, and ask them, what do you think? They say, oh, show them that you are in power. Let them know. Let them feel it. It's almost like sometimes our situation in this part of the world. I'm telling you, in the political space, the younger class said, listen, ignore them. Tell them your taxes will be even higher than your father. Within one day, out of 12, you may call them 12 regions, if you use our, our political system, out of 12, 12 regions, 10 left, and he was left with two. This is the type of son who cannot inherit. 
You may be your firstborn, she may be your firstborn. They just don't have what it takes to maintain. Within two weeks, <laughs> you have a problem. So family bonanza, the seventh one is the Lilliputian syndrome. Some people just can't think big. Many people have a very small mind. They just want something small. So even when the world is offering bigger opportunities, they tend to gravitate towards smaller ones. I met a very rich man one day and asked him, what is the biggest shock you've experienced? What is the most surprising experience you've had? He says, I met this woman who was very diligent, very hardworking. I wanted to help her and ask her, what can I do for you? She says, I sell cement. He says, great show. I can literally underwrite your supply and offer you suppliers credit. Deal with the, the company that supplies and use my credit for you. So that how long do you normally recycle your, your stock? She says, when I pick the goods within one week, I've sold. She says, I'm giving you one month to sell and pay. And I'm giving you a credit line of 1,000 bucks. The woman looked at him and said, I'm a 30. <laughs> Her mind had not been conditioned to think about 1,000 bucks. Where will she store them? That size of order was just too, she couldn't even wrap her mind around it. She said, just give me 30. They call it the Lilliputian syndrome. She can't think beyond her immediate environment. Maybe her current stock size is 20 bucks. So if you make it 30, that's fine. And so I'm asking you, the fashion designer here, you work so hard, you've prayed, you've come to a festival of ideas, you walk out of here and you get an order from a Ghana club, 100 company. Your regular capacity is 50 outfits or uniforms a month. You get an order from a Ghana Club 100 company that says supply us 2,000 uniforms within the next two months. Some of us here will write back to the company and say, sorry, I can't do it. It's like my maternity. And so even before that order comes, begin to calculate. If I get that size of order, I will step back from production and go into delegation or outsourcing. Before I get that opportunity, I will form a network with 10 designers who sew like me or whose quality is close to mine. And then when I get that order, I will retain the design and create the model, the concept, and then outsource 200 each to these 10 companies and supervise and deliver, collect the money, pay them, and beg. It's the kind of thinking that welcomes opportunity. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus two three three two four nine 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 nine. Zero zero zero. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. Oh, 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 oh,